Hey, podcasters, this is Kristen, your host for More Than Rich, shining a light on your financial underwear drawer. We have been talking with Carlson Financial Services about their amazing six-step process, working through key areas of financial planning. Roy Carlson, president of Carlson Financial Services, has been taking us through these six steps, the first of which is cash management and reserves, protection planning, tax diversification, retirement and redirection, investment management, and estate design, and how they can reflect your values and priorities. Hey, Christian. One goal of financial planning is to integrate your stewardship theology uh, with your action plan. Yes, we've talked about stewardship in the past. Can you please remind our audience of the stewardship theology and what are we stewarding, managing in particular? Sure. Glad to. Stewardship is defined by Merriam-Webster as the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Uh, Entrusted to one's care is the key phrase here. Who's entrusting us with this? Biblical stewardship begins when Christians consider and consult the owner and provider of all, not us, but God, when faced with management or stewardship decisions. There are six things everyone in the world is a steward of, uh, our body, Uh, our time, our relationships, our talent, our situations, and our treasure. But as Christians, we are blessed to be stewards of one more thing, uh, and that's our faith. Well, that's a very valuable paradigm to consider. In our previous podcast, we discussed the marriage relationship and its stewardship, and Pastor Dwayne Milioni of Open Door Church will be elaborating further on the stewardship of marriage. These seven areas of stewardship seem to provide the why for financial planning decisions. Is that correct? That is so true. And just one last word uh, today on being a stewardship of relationships that I think is worth mentioning. If we think of the cross, we have both vertical relations between us and Christ and horizontal relations between us and our spouses, our children, our friends, and others in our life. Our vertical relationship strength in many ways, dictates the success of our horizontal relationships. Wow. Okay. So you're saying then basically being in God's will makes all of my other earthly relationships better. Bingo. That's the true alignment as Christians that we're seeking. So let's talk a little further about these seven areas Christians are called to be stewards of. What does it mean to be a good manager, steward of time? That's a great question. Most Christians, when asked what their top three priorities in life are, would say uh, God or faith as number one, uh, their family is number two, and the third would be work or a career or those types of things. And it's, of course, everyone is different in even this stewardship decision, but this is fairly common. Uh, and so your time should truly reflect these priorities. So time can either be used 
or it can be wasted. Uh, Time used for anything God-ordained is time used wisely, meaning am I where I'm supposed to be based on what God wants? Uh, Time used for anything that's not God-ordained is time wasted. So it is not uncommon for me to hear from people that we work with, wow, I wish I would have spent more time with God, on my faith, with my wife, with my children. This this really makes me think in depth a little bit more because time to me is so personal and, and something that I highly value. And I didn't think about it until you said it that why maybe I get so critical of utilizing my time wisely is because it has to do with faith, family, and and work. And time is the only thing that I can't get back, right? So when when I'm in something and and I'm giving that freely to people and they take advantage of that, I I get really angry. Like today I messed up a, a time coming in for our podcast and I was an hour late and because of a, a the schedule and and whatever excuse, right? But it's, it's it's an excuse, and that's an hour that I took away from someone. And so, is there a practical way to assess my stewardship of time? So you remember last week we talked a little bit about spiritual warfare, and given the fact that we were going to talk about time today, is there a, was there any way that it wasn't going to be a situation where it was brought to the surface before we started? There actually is a way for you to practically assess uh, whether or not how you're spending time is a reflection of what you would say uh, truly matters to you. In all three of our fall workshops, we're going to walk through the specific steps to take uh, in order to go through this exercise. But from a very high level view, uh, what it does is it, it takes your week and allows you to fill in day parts in a way that reflect what you order as priorities so that there's a purposeful process, um, just like we're doing on the financial side. And of course, there's a great link to time and money. And so having a process to determine, hey, am I doing the things? Am I spending time in a way that truly reflects what I would define as my priorities can be very freeing, And it can be a great step towards feeling more satisfied with the relationships that you have in your life. Roy, do you think if people paid more attention to time in this alignment, that those values of God, faith, family, and work would fall more into where they're supposed to fall? Well, certainly that's the hope. And in my own walk, I have found that to be the case Uh, Anytime I take a look at where I'm really spending my time, uh, I find that I'm convicted because it usually screams more me than those things that I would have defined as God, family, um, and work. And so uh, not only is this a process that makes a lot of sense as part of the financial planning process, but on an ongoing basis, not just a one-off, to go back and really evaluate whether or not how you're spending your time is consistent with what matters to you. So in the fall, Carlson Financial Services will be providing three demographically segmented workshops on biblical financial stewardship. 
One of these groups that you specifically will be heading up is a group on marriage. And Rob, our other financial analyst, as well as Nate, will be hitting two other demographics. So the Generation X, the Generation Y, and for our younger families coming up and and starting out. Will we be discussing time in those segmented workshops, Roy? And if so, is time an important part of the planning process? Well, it is. And and just from the the get-go, in order for this to be a meaningful process, it requires that people invest some time on their own doing the research and asking the tough questions of what really matters to me. And how does that translate in in terms of how I'm allocating my resources, such as my finances and also my time? So uh, time stewardship is certainly a part of the subject to consider when when looking at an entire financial analysis, but it goes further than that. So uh, the cost of waiting, so that's time. Uh, taking an action in your financial life uh, versus uh, inaction or not taking action, there's a cost associated with that. Uh, we talk in finance about the time value of money, uh, which is a very simple concept that says uh, that a dollar today is worth more than a, a dollar tomorrow. And we're in very unique circumstances from the time value of money perspective today because the rates I saw this morning on the 10-year treasury, uh, meaning that you invest in a treasury bond for 10 years, the interest rate today is 0.628%, which means that if you buy a treasury bond today and get it back in 10 years, the entire interest that you will make over that 10-year period is $62.80. This, at least in part, is part of the reason that risk assets have not been uh, harmed as bad. But speaking of time, a lot of the steps that we've taken economically right now have been to extend the time for us feeling the impact of the virus. And so by adding liquidity into the marketplace, by delaying the payment of loans, uh, by the federal government backstopping corporate debt, Uh, What we've ultimately done for the U.S. economy is buy more time uh, to allow for uh, recovery. The the time uh, affects uh, uh, our inflation in a a great way. Inflation also is affected by time. We see prices in the very short run, they may go up or they may go down, but over time, they definitely go up. So now at the uh, speed limit and soon to exceed it age, I'm now old enough to see a, a tremendous increase in the price in, of goods and services. And from a financial planning perspective, one of the things we look at is not just uh, in five or 10 years, will we have enough to provide income, but 20 and 30 years down the road, will we also be in a secure position? Uh, we know historically inflation has been around 3%, which is not high. However, it adds up over a number of years. So, Roy, am I wasting my time when I buy a 10-year treasury? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. You know, you're getting security, uh, but certainly just from a mathematical perspective, it would appear that the interest rate is significantly lower that you're getting paid uh, than the rate of inflation, which does mean that your purchasing power goes down over the next 10 years. Timeframes also determine the types of investments that you should consider. 
And, and we tend to break these time frames down into three different groups. The first being zero to three years. In zero to three years, number one, liquidity is is very important. I need to be able to get access to dollars. But in that short of a time frame, I also need to be very sensitive to volatility, meaning that even if I'm a more moderate or aggressive investor, I need to be careful with purchasing investments that may or may not be worth more at the end of that three-year period. When I have a need uh, for dollars, whether it's an income or to fulfill a goal in that three to seven year time frame, it's more of a balanced approach. So when I'm in that three to seven year time frame, I'm looking for a balanced approach, which means that I need uh, I need a level of liquidity that's fairly high because it's still very short term. But my time frame is longer when I can consider assets that are a little bit more variable. And then, of course, we look at the seven-plus-year time frame. And this is the one area I think that seniors specifically need to be careful in because as we get older, we tend to become more conservative in our investments. But when we look at time frames of seven and 10 and 15 years out, meaning providing the income for a decade or further out, uh, in just about every model we see, we can feel comfortable that investing in variable assets like the market can do very well. So from a time perspective, we want to make sure that we're managing these three different time frames in a way that reflects our values, our risk tolerance, and also pays attention to how time and inflation and liquidity are critical to the efficient and effective management of a portfolio. Wow. <clears throat> super, super interesting. Really, I, I, I find this advice and, and path that speaks to values and risk tolerance and time so liberating and I really look forward to peeling this onion of the industry back further with you Roy and continuing our discussion about time because I think especially today as as you suggested um, it affects everyone thanks so much for joining us podcasters on more than rich shining a light on your financial underwear drawer if you would like more information or would like to speak to anyone at carlson financial services please log on to our website at www.carlsonfinancialservices.com hit contact us and that will send an automated message right to any one of our advisors to set up a appointment thank you so much Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals on behalf of Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth LLC and Carlson Financial Services LLC are unaffiliated entities. Insurance products and services are offered through Carlson Financial Services LLC. The presence of this podcast shall in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell investment advisory services to any residents of any state other than the state of North Carolina or where otherwise legally permitted. Carlson Financial Services LLC and Roy Carlson is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide, and should not be relied upon for, accounting, legal, tax or investment advice.